oh yeah oh yeah what's up citizens please make yourselves comfortable during our show today i am your v podcaster host jay starks and welcome to the bingo book podcast yeah we are on episode number 26 and ah i'm telling you we have so 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 much to talk about in today's episode um of course we have our summer 2022 anime discussions for our saturday slate and today's episode we'll be discussing several different topics such as the problem with dating at movies now you don't see an issue with dating at the movies hmm maybe i can convince you otherwise we'll also be discussing playing games to decide chores Hmm. Did you do this with any of your family or maybe your parents or siblings at all? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, we'll be discussing this and many, many more topics in today's episode. But uh, we have our first anime up for bid, and that is Shadow's House. This is season two episode number five and it's titled a midnight meeting of peers now in this episode kate decides to hold a secret meeting with benjamin john and louise who were noble family members but were instructed not to visit other shadows unless they were gathered by officials in shadow's house so you know if you're looking uh at our you know live stream right now you'll see you know a picture of pretty much all of the shadows that are in this so-called secret meeting and so you know I, I one of the things that i i feel is very important for us to discuss is you know the idea of holding a private meeting or a secret meeting now i, I understand as you're listening to this episode you know you're thinking about uh you know what is the importance of us having this conversation but Think about it. Private meetings are happening right now. Like as this episode is going on, someone is having a meeting, a private discussion, a secret discussion uh, of so of so many different things. But it's really important to share information and communicate the goals that you have within those special arenas and that in that type that type of setting when you have a meeting. So although I understand that this is. Uh, probably a very common sense thing. Uh, but, we, you know, one thing is we don't often think about the important nature of meetings. You know, it's like a, a gathering of the minds, if you will. <laughs> but uh, personally, you know, I, I'd love to have a meeting with the Attack on Titan writer and illustrator Hajime uh, Isayama, you know, just to have a discussion about how he started his journey in becoming a manga author and so much more. I mean, you know, Asayama is a very young uh, author compared to a lot of the other authors that have popular mangas that were later adapted into anime. And so I feel like there would be so much that we could discuss amongst each other. Uh, and so in that you know, in that meeting setting that we have, if I couldn't <laughs> land an interview, I, you know, I'm sure I'll have, there will be so many things that we could discuss. And another thing that when it comes down to uh, private meetings is, you know, there's really no pressure from the outside. You know, you don't have to really worry too much about 
other people kind of clamoring in and using that information against you or for something specific because maybe they have agenda is those people that were invited and to have this, you know, sharing of information, they're allowed to pretty much, you know, discuss things without having to worry about too many outside factors. And so I feel like in a setting with uh, someone that I would like to meet, like uh, Hajime uh, Isayama, you know, he, maybe he would be a lot more open to having, a, you know, that dialogue with someone knowing that, hey, this isn't something that's going to be publicized on websites or in magazines, online magazines and things of that nature. So, you know, a lot of that is also comfort, too, when you think about it. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to our next anime for discussion. And that is... When will Ayamu make his move? Episode five, titled "I Want to Know More," Senpai. Ooh, he said, "I wanted to know more," but actually, this episode was not so much focused on Ayamu and his <laughs> lack thereof of of moves, putting the moves on, uh, you know, <laughs> the girl of his dreams. But friends of Ayamu, Takeru and Sakura Ko, go to the movies together for the first time as a date. And you can kind of see right now that uh, Takeru is uh, really, really surprised and shocked. And here's why. So Sakura Ko reenacts scenes from the movie that they're watching in the theater. And this movie, I would say, is uh, somewhat of a... Uh, thriller maybe horror film that they're watching or whatnot and so i take it that sakutako really enjoys watching horror films well um as she's reenacting these different scenes that are happening uh towards takeru it really starts to rile him up and he begins to panic because he doesn't know really how to react to sakutako's antics and so there's a moment where uh during the scene where you know the character in the movie is taking her finger and putting it on uh one of the man's hands and just kind of rubbing his uh hands back and forth and you know that's kind of like a sign of like i like you or you know i'm interested in you or something to that that nature and so with sakurako doing this to Takeru, you know, he really was blushing and just didn't know how to react in that situation. But, you know, it does bring up the question of dating at the movies. Now, that to me, you may not see a problem, but I do think that what we've seen so far in this episode, this is definitely a problem. And I'm hoping that I can convince you if you feel otherwise. So, firstly, I just got to say that I know that this is a date and ideally on dates, you're supposed to be enjoying the moment, you know, enjoying the moment with the person you're with. And I get that. I really do. But <laughs> I, I got to keep it so 100 with y'all when it comes down to this, at least, at least when it comes down to dating me and going to the movies. So firstly, I don't want to watch a whack movie. <laughs> i don't I, I really don't if we're gonna go to the movies it needs to be something that is really interesting now give me like it could be any genre for the most part like i'll watch it it could be romance action horror like it doesn't matter as long as it's a good movie i'm fine with that 
that. We're good on all accords. But if it's whack, no, no, thank you. I'm going to suggest we do something a little bit different if possible. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, of course, while you're there at the movies, you're going to have snacks. And uh, I mean, really, when you have snacks, what time do you really have to talk? I mean, do you do you really have time to have a huge discussion during the movies when you got snacks and you got all this activity going on? Like, no, like you you really don't. Now, of course, at the very beginning, uh, before the film starts, you know, especially uh, if you're like me and we uh, generally, I go to the movies and we get there maybe twenty minutes before the film starts, and so that's powwow time to you know to get beverages and everything that we need to get together before but it's also like a nice way to have conversation before the film starts now i ain't gonna lie like <laughs> i definitely have friends that um you know once the movie starts they still decide to talk some during the film and that really it really annoys me <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest it annoys me that you know where you're trying to discuss something with me while the movie is going but some of our friends that are like that it's like i just understand that this is just a part of who they are and what they do so i just kind of let it rock but i will say this i really really want to watch the movie when we go to movies on a date and i mean just look think about it we spend almost about probably upwards to a hundred bucks for a tub of popcorn <laughs> drinks candy plus the movie tickets i mean look that that's a, that's that's a that's a good amount of money that you're spending there now look y'all saying oh jay you cheap <laughs> hey who you calling cheap <laughs> wait a damn minute <laughs> no seriously I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cheap. I'm thrifty. That's the word that I use. I'm thrifty. I actually will spend money when it comes down to uh, really dope stuff. Like I like doing unique experiences, you know, if, when it comes down to traveling and, you know, maybe we go to like, uh, you know, the Appalachian mountains or, uh, you know, for a ski trip, or maybe we're, um, you know, go to Hawaii and we decide that we want to, coast along the shore and all and like all this everything that was spitting out is got money associated and tagged with it and i'm down to do all of those new experiences but i will say that i'm not the type of person where if we're doing something and we've done it before i kind of don't like if we've done it before and it's kind of like the thrill is gone you know, what's the point of us doing this multiple, multiple times? You know, we got, let's change it up. So I'd say that I'm spontaneous in that way, but yeah, thrifty, not cheap. So I'm really interested in, you know, what do y'all think about that? Like, is, you know, do y'all feel when you go to the movies, if that's a good date, you know, and, and if you're on that date, are you really expecting to watch the movie or you're trying to really pay attention to your date and ensuring that they have a good time? Now, I feel like there's a thin, there's a thin line, you know, there's a silver lining somewhere in between where, yeah, like you could have a good time and ensure that they're enjoying themselves. But the movie itself is what's like the given, you know, it's going to be that conversational piece that you have at the end of, you know, towards the end of the night. 
you know, you leave the movie. It was a great film. It was a good show. And every the energy is at an all-time high. You're feeling great. Like, isn't that a great time to have a conversation, right? Or even have like a quick, if, you, if you're not satisfied with the snacks and everything that you had to move on over and maybe have a drink somewhere, um, maybe go to your each other's places. I mean, whatever, wherever the wind blows you, I just feel like it just depends. But yeah, that's, that's my take when it comes down to, to dating uh, at the movies. You know, I feel otherwise. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to our next anime. And that is... Call of the Night, episode five, titled Fifth Night. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> I really like this title, but you know, it's interesting because I feel like they didn't really, I feel like they didn't really address this title per se in this episode. But you know, here you have uh, Nazuna who is looking forward to seeing Ko. Uh, but before they meet, she runs several different tasks which included her washing her body at a bathhouse. Hey, I like, ooh, I, I can get with that. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, you know, she had, um, you know, several things to do and uh, definitely getting herself squeaky clean was one of them. But afterwards of her, her wife, she meets Cole and he is confused about his feelings because when he looks at Nazuna and see how different she looks, she has the hair flowing all let down and just looks all sparkly and smells good. And so Cole's heart is just kind of beating out of his mind and he doesn't really know what to do with these feelings. And so Nazuna... Uh, takes Ko to her apartment and offers to give him a massage so he can relax. Hmm. Massage, eh? And so uh, getting a massage, you know, I have, have you ever had a massage before? You know, and it seems like, yeah, like most people have gotten these, but I, I honestly think that a large population of people don't get massages I, and maybe it's the idea of another person that they don't know touching their body i think that that gives people weird vibes a lot <laughs> kevin kevin says a massage Ooh, huh <laughs> nani nani massage <laughs> massage <laughs> But yeah, so um, I say for me personally, I've never uh, professionally experienced a full body massage. But honestly, today, like I am strongly, strongly considering it. You know, I got some. <laughs> it's like, you know, you just make up some excuses to be touched. You're like, man, I got some awkward pain in my back, <laughs> my lower side, you know, the, the small of my back, you know. <laughs> You know, just start throwing things out there, you know. But no, no, seriously, I, I do feel like I need to 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 get some um uh what's it some some nice healing going on, and I feel like getting a full body massage or maybe chiropractor. You know, those could be directions to go uh, to to really kind of get those joints and 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 body aches feeling a lot better. Um, now I've been here's the thing I've been in. A lot of relationships, well, I'll say a lot of relationships like, dang, like, <laughs> Jay, you just out here in these streets? No, I don't mean it like 
a lot. I mean, like all relationships encompassing. So that includes friends as well. And uh, they've given me massages before, but I wouldn't say that I've experienced experienced it at the professional level. So I'm curious, like how much different that will be, you know, compared to, you know, someone that (laughs) thinks they're doing something good. (laughs) But it's like, honestly, like you, you know, they did something out of their pure love to, you know, hopefully make you feel less tense you know, in your body. And so you want to kind of, uh, you know, cheer them on like, Hey, I, I, I appreciate you doing this for me. You know, I feel a lot better. And even if it's not, you know, <laughs> you might come out that thing broken <laughs> a lot worse than before, but at the, you know, at the same time, you know, knowing the care that they they're putting into, you know, you and how much they enjoy your company should mean a lot, I would say. So Kepi, she says, oh, yes, I've I've been looking into places for sure when it comes down to getting a massage, you know. And I've, I feel like travel-wise, um, there's been a lot of places that I've been also where uh, groups of us, you know, people, like we would probably say, oh, let's go grab a massage here. So like I remember uh, downtown Chicago, uh, Chinatown area like that's been an area where massages were thought about but see here's the thing though there's that other side to massages as well and so if if you know you know you know what I'm talking about I ain't trying hey I'm not trying to go that route right uh hey my name is Bennett and guess what I ain't in it <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Kepi. When it comes down to massages, especially when someone that you're in a relationship with or your friends and they're giving it to you, it, it literally is a thought that counts. And, you know, I, I think that those are special moments as well. So, okay, well, let's move on to our next anime for discussion. And that is... Lycoris Recoil. Episode six titled Opposites Attract. Hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that opposites attract a lot, but I think you have to. That's a huge umbrella when you think about it. Huge umbrella because it's not saying, uh, talking about just uh, gender or sexuality or orientation. Like it's talking about also personalities. You know, like I've met many of people where I feel like I have a very cool calm demeanor uh, and they're a lot more hot-headed but some way somehow i'm attracted to this person and i want to be friends with them or i want to you know i i I, you know that's a part of the reason why i might be sexually attracted to them as well because of their fiery passion sometimes so i think that's true that opposites attract in a lot of ways um and you know just that unique experiences that that are being brought to you you know, I think people just enjoy uh, fun. Now, yeah, I'd say fun. Uh, not maybe so. Not maybe not so much randomness, but something that maybe they're not used to doing, and someone else is able to kind of bring them into another world, and that could be quite enjoyable sometimes. Uh, but yeah, in this episode, Takina visits Chisato's home for the first time and decides to stay with her temporarily 
as protection since a large number of the Lycoris agents have been brutally harmed. So it was a, a, a nightmare when it comes down to uh, this organization because they were pretty much sabotaged by this uh, really, really cruel guy who is looking to do even more damage in the future. But, um, you know, with Takina choosing to stay at Chisato's home, uh, she sees how unorganized and messy Chisato's room is and issues a challenge of rock, paper, scissors, John Ken Pump, <laughs> to decide who gets to do chores in the home. Now, just that thought of going to someone's home and it's messy and I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I have the ability to stay with them. And I'm issuing a challenge to them on who's going to like clean up this place. Uh, no, <laughs> if, you, if you don't clean up this damn mess, <laughs> you made it, you got the responsibility to do it. Right. But, but I, but I will say, you know, just kind of reeling it back in a little bit, you know, you think about, especially when you're young, uh, you know, there's plenty of opportunities where you might have done something like this and that's playing games to decide chores. Now I'd say, you know, in my personal experience, I didn't really do this much, uh, especially with my brothers because uh, I was too good at games, especially video games. Like I am an anomaly amongst my family when it comes to games, you give me something to play and I'm going to do really, really well. And that, I mean, that's even uh, board games, tabletop games, like whatever have you. Like if I read the rules or if I get a good idea of like what the game is about, I adapt really, really fast. And I, I'd say like most things that I get involved with game wise, um, as soon as I touch it, I'd say I'm pretty much within the first few hours. Once I get it, I'm above average player. You know, and it wasn't until a bit later where I met other friends that were much, much better than me in uh, video games to where I started to realize, like, OK, you're, <laughs> you're not necessarily this golden child of video games like you think you are. Like there's actually really, really skilled players out there in the world. And so, you know, maybe I could have the title of being the top three in my in my hometown. Uh <laughs> But on the state level, oh, nah, you got some work to do. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's been, you know, most people probably have experience like this where they, you know, with their siblings, maybe there was, uh, you know, a matter of differences and y'all like, okay, whose time, to, uh, time is it to wash the dishes? And, you know, y'all may have lost track of like schedule wise, like, whose turn it is. And so instead y'all decide, Hey, you know, let's play tic-tac-toe or, you know, more, you know, I say maybe a game of call of duty or something and see who can get the most kills, whatever it may be. You decide on playing games to kind of make that decision. Now, I don't know. Is that something that's still done today? You know, do you feel like um, a lot of people kind of use games to kind of make decisions i mean i've seen it happen even in the dating world where you know maybe uh you know the the next date that they'll have like who gets to choose what's the next date i've seen games played 
uh, to that degree on making a choice of like, hey, what we're going to do next. So I don't know. I, I feel like just pre- bringing that uniqueness to uh, making a choice or a decision does make things kind of fun, right? <laughs> okay. We move. We move to our next anime discussion, and that is... Season four of Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Episode three, titled Parasite Viscum Album. Now, I ain't gonna lie. When I saw this title, <laughs> Viscum Album, I was like, okay, wait, let me know if this anime has a, a secret soundtrack that, you know, they're trying to tell everybody, but you got to kind of dig and find it like a, uh, what it like a, what they call it, Easter egg out there somewhere online, maybe. But no, to my surprise, I it, it was definitely nothing like that. But yes, in this episode, Belle falls into a in the dungeon at the very bottom level of an area called the Great Falls. And you know, he is as he falls, he immediately gets attacked by one of these high-level enemies that looks like a red snapper fish. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so so fast that it's very hard for a person to see with their natural eyes and so bell is in a position where he's you know afraid that he might die so he takes it upon himself of you know what my friends are out there fighting the good fight and they're trying to survive. I have to be able to do the same. So he put all his effort into trying to fend himself from this high level, fast creature. And he did very well. And at the end of it, we're left with this scene that I was like really shocked to see of him staring at a mermaid. And that was kind of the cut scene right there. So we don't know what this mysterious mermaid is all about or uh, what type of relationship she may forge with Belle, but definitely uh, an interesting episode. And I can't wait to see what number four, episode four brings for us in this season. But it makes me ask, like, you know, let's talk about mermaids for a little bit. You know, the legend of mermaids. Now, I feel like, you know, we all have a somewhat dated idea of what mermaids are, uh, but let's, let's let's debrief about this just a little bit. So, in folklore, a mermaid, of course, is known as an aquatic creature with the head and upper body of a female human, but has the tail of a fish. Now, it's said that mermaids appear in folklore in many, many cultures worldwide, which includes Europe, Asia, and Africa. Now, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, a little bit earlier that everybody has somewhat of an idea of what a mermaid is. And so I would like to think that most people automatically pivot to thinking of the cute stuff like the Little Mermaid. (laughs) I mean, isn't Ariel so uh, adorable, you know, just cute? And she just makes you think about all of the the amazing stuff that mermaids do. But here's the thing. Mermaids in folklore actually have a much, much more different story behind them. So 
Uh, it's been a, say, said that mermaids are sometimes associated with perilous events. Perilous. <laughs> that sounds that sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> Such as floods, storms, shipwrecks, and drownings. Now, dang. <laughs> Like right off the bat, you know, it makes me think about this episode with Belle. And if we're attributing mermaids folklore to this episode, then does that mean that Belle is in for some serious trouble? You know, it's almost like saying mermaids, in a sense, are the black cats to the sea, (laughs) right? (laughs) it it, it feels so bad saying that because i actually adore black cats like i think they're the cutest thing ever like you know just you just see one and you see nothing but like little eyes just staring back at you especially especially if you're in a really dark room but that but once you turn on the flip on that light and you see this that adorable cuteness that they have it's just a whole different level but uh, yeah, so uh, now also in other folklore traditions, uh, they they are said to be a benevolent thing, you know, a, a beneficent thing, which uh, is bestowing and they are able to fall in love with humans. Now, I, I feel like that's kind of the biggest takeaway when it comes down to mermaids is, uh, you know, this kind of lust thing that happens between them and humans you know specifically i would say men most of the time and and you know i find this to be kind of interesting because when you think about it we discuss um call of the night which is a pretty much about a female vampire and i feel like mermaids in essence is almost like vampires in a way because of their ability to um, allure or fall in love with, uh, you know, humans and, you know, kind of enchanting in a way. And so mermaids are kind of similar in that, in that way, although they are known to be a sea creature. But yeah. So, Hey, that is our anime discussions for today. You know, hopefully, you know, you enjoyed that little discussion, especially when it comes down to the the little information we give about mermaids. I found that to be um, really interesting that, you know, you see these different uh, animes and shows where they put in like this mythical, you know, lore type of stuff in. Um, But, you know, these things don't necessarily always get talked about. And so, you know, mermaids, you know, the story behind them is very interesting. There's much, much more to it than that. But I think that that's a, a really nice point that we can stop at, don't you think? But hey, you know, if you're listening, you know, to all of our DSP listeners, wherever you get your bingo book podcast from, we greatly appreciate you for listening to this episode. This is the this is the end. But hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook while we're live streaming right now. Hey, let's chat for a bit and uh, close this thing, shall we?